Hello, everyone. Just a friendly reminder that you can watch the podcast live and interact with us and other chatters on twitch.tv slash toast. Enjoy the podcast. My Arrakis, my Dune. <laughs> I told Keegan I was going to start with that. Um, so basically today we just kind of went through um, from 1973 to now, the last 50 years of cinema, and we tried to pick one movie for each year that was like our favorite of that year, one that kind of defines that year. There's a couple of mine, and I'm sure Keegan has a couple on his, that maybe could be argued didn't define that year, but there are personal favorites, and as yeah. always, this is a, um, what is it, what's the difference between subjective and objective, I forget, whatever, you know what, it's uh, our fucking opinion. So, objective is like the larger, like, the larger opinion, subjective is like your, your take. Right, okay, yeah, so it's subjective. This yeah. list is very subjective. It's just what we enjoy. There's going to be some your some of your favorite movies. Certain years may not be on here. That's okay. These are just ones that we have personally enjoyed. My dog is like barking his ass off right now. Um, so we're gonna just do like a brief little thing about each movie as we go through, and um, whenever we get to one that uh, really means a lot to us, we're going to um, we're gonna talk a little bit more in detail about it. So, Keegan, would you like to kick us off with 1970? All right. So, uh, there is actually a couple of years where there were movies that I haven't, like, personally seen. But going over, like, the history of the film, I kind of see that as one that really defines um, the medium, uh, especially for some genres as well. So, for me, 1973, I have The Exorcist, which I haven't seen personally, but... It's still referenced to this day, and people still talk about it, so I have to put it on there. Um, I also have The Exorcist as my 1973 pick. Um, there is a lot of stuff that I was looking at for 1973, but nothing really comes close to The Exorcist. The Exorcist absolutely defined horror. It defined what a horror movie could be. Um, still to this day, it's probably the scariest horror movie I've ever seen. It's the only one that makes me feel genuinely unsettled and, like, feel like a sense of dread. And a lot of horror movies now, and even a few years after this and before this, too, relied on jump scares and cheap tactics. The Exorcist just relies on creeping you the hell out. Yeah. With its characters and its themes and the music, it's just... It's one of the best horror movies ever made, so that's probably why we both have it for our 1973 pick. Yep. So, uh, Mr. Toast, you're 1974. Uh, this is largely due to the fact that this is a movie that you could not make today, and it is just, it's still absolutely hilarious. No matter who you are, you'll, you'll, you're gonna laugh at it. It's Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles is, God, it, it, it is one of the best comedies of all time, and it, it really says a lot to me that a lot of people, you know, have that idea that like you can't make this today and the thing is like i feel like people really miss the idea of blazing saddles you know yeah. what i mean especially like a lot of younger audiences go into blazing saddles and they miss it all of the people in the town that are racist towards bart are are idiots they're literally depicted as idiots gene yeah. wilder even says so in the movie they're all morons which is it's it's awesome it's it's a great satire it's one of Mel Brooks's best films. Um, I had to honor. I had that one as my pick for 1974. 
I had two honorable mentions. Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just incredible. Uh, great start to some uh, some flasher stuff. That one also very unsettling. A lot of older horror movies. That one is very unsettling because it's filmed like a documentary. It really feels like one of the kids is just holding the camera as they go along, and there's not really a whole lot of noise. It's very quiet, not a lot of music. Very good. And the other one is The Godfather Part 2. Yes, I put Blazing Saddles above The Godfather Part 2. And Egan, your 1975 pick. All right, so 75 was a hard year for me, but I went purely based off of a movie that, like, I think... I don't think it matters who you are. I think you can enjoy it. Uh, I picked Jaws. Jaws. What a great pick. Um, I just watched a shark movie today, in fact, and it was a piece of shit and reminded me how great Jaws you can't, is. You, you can't do shark movies anymore. Everybody's trying to, like, up the ante. No. It's just... Even Jaws could not do Jaws. Nope. None of the Jaws sequels even touch it. Sharknado, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Sharknado's up there. But uh, yeah, no, I saw the Meg two today. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, yeah, Jaws. Uh, I missed Jaws when I was looking at uh, films that came out in nineteen seventy five, or that would have been an honorable mention. Uh, my pick for nineteen seventy five is Dog Day Afternoon. A uh, great film with Al Pacino. is a It's a botched robbery. Whole movie kind of takes place in this bank. There's a hostage situation going on. Really ahead of its time, and it was based on a real incident that occurred. That makes it very interesting. Right. Um. 1976. You go ahead. I have a gut feeling that we both have. I I think we do. One for 76. Yeah. Because it's it's absolutely a masterpiece. You can watch this any day. But the best time to watch it is 3 a.m. rainy night. Taxi Driver. Yes, sir. Taxi Driver. Best film of 1976. There is nothing that either of us could say that hasn't been said a million times about Taxi Driver. It's one of Scorsese's best films. Stands up to this day, one of the best character uh, pieces, character-driven pieces of media ever. Travis Bickle is such an interesting character. Yeah. It's it's done super well. Um, I'm going to take a quick second to read the chat. Papa Fish says, I love Meg 1 and 2. <laughs> uh, Strawberries and Sammy says, I've never seen Jaws. We'll have to. We'll have to fix have that. To watch Jaws. Yeah, well, I'll watch Jaws with you. Um, easily the best movies that recently came out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, 1977, we also, we did talk about this before stream, to be fair, yeah. for 77. But hot take from both of us, I, I would say. Yeah. For, for 1977, we're both picking Eraserhead. Very hot take, especially because A New Hope came out that year. But um, Star Wars, we were talking about this before the podcast. Star Wars is very, like, special in a technical aspect. Like, it's very, um, it's technically driven. A lot of its um, contributions are very, um, you know, technical with special effects and things. The plot is kind of just things that you've seen before, but Eraserhead. Yeah, it, it's, it's... something else entirely. Like, so when I think Star Wars, like, it definitely does a lot for, like, uh, for, like, special effects at the time, which, you know, has increased in the, in the years. Um, and it's done a lot for sci-fi as a whole, I think. Uh, the only issue is I feel like it's hard for a lot of things to, you know, um, capture that same thing, you know, that same, uh, that same thing with sci-fi at least, you know? 
Yeah, it's it's very difficult. And you were talking about Taxi Driver being like a perfect movie to turn on at like three in the morning. Yeah. Eraserhead is a great movie <laughs> to turn on at three in the morning. You wake up the next day and you're like, man, did I dream that? Or is yeah. that actually in the movie? Yeah, you put a racer head on, like you're in, you're in, you have a night where it's like oh, I can't sleep, and like you just want to throw something on, and maybe like hope that like it puts you to sleep. A racer head, you're not gonna sleep. You're just gonna sit for it. Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I I um, I had you watch a racer head. Um, yeah, and I I I've seen it a couple times myself. What are your what are your thoughts on a racerhead? We can pause for a second. And okay. Uh it's a such bit. a it's such an interesting concept um because if I'm not mistaken uh the director largely based it on like his own fears of like parenthood. Yeah. So by doing this like kind of storytelling focusing on you know this very malformed baby and like what it does to him as a person is very very interesting yeah the i the the fear of fatherhood oh it's excellent it's an excellent um so we're up to 1978 almost out of the 70s egan what do you have for your 1978 film? so we talked about uh how some of these films can define a genre uh so i chose halloween as it is largely considered to be like one of the best slashers of its time and even now you know it's still it's aged gracefully god i could talk about halloween for hours that was also my 78 pick yeah um it's just he got a, he he did so much and you go back and you watch it especially if like halloween isn't the first slasher you've seen and you go back and you watch it after seeing like routine and different things like that you get surprised there's like no blood there's no gore john carpenter doesn't rely on gross out tactics or jump scares he just creeps you out and his score and his direction yeah it's great. it's still one of the most iconic theme songs of any franchise it he literally created a theme song for a holiday yeah um the only thing i have to say about it is that i really wish we got the alternate timeline where the anthology series happened but <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I agree. I was debating on putting the season of the witch on here, but yeah. I didn't for a few years from now. Yeah. All right, 1979. What is your pick? Uh, 79. So 79 was one of the years where I couldn't really find, uh, you know, a film that I've seen that stood out. I had to go with Alien, though. Oh, Alien! I. Oh, I had two for 79, and I, Alien wasn't even one of them. I, I thought about it. Got a posture check from uh, Papa Fish here, so... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to check mine as well. Um, yeah, um, and Alien, that's a good pick. I, I had Apocalypse Now for mine. Yeah. Just because it's one of the greatest war movies of all time. It, 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 it's, it's been on my list forever, film. and I still haven't gotten to it yet. There are so many iconic lines from it, too, that just have lived on through the years. You know, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Charlie, don't surf. Yeah. Like, every piece of war material has reference, like, war media, Call of Duty, everything has referenced Apocalypse Now. It is just such a great movie. Francis Ford Coppola put a lien on his house in order to get it made. 
Like it's it is truly a work of passion. And for my like honorable mention, I put Monty Python's Life of Brian. Really good um parody or not parody, but like take on religion. Yeah. All right, Keegan, we are officially to the eighties. All right. What, what have you got for nineteen eighty? Uh I don't know if anybody expected this one to be on my list or not. It is Airplane. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's such a, good a fantastic comedy. So it's such simplistic comedy too. Like it doesn't do anything that's insanely elaborate. It just focuses on making you laugh. Exactly. It's it's very dry, very cut and dry, and every single frame of that movie is a joke. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Um, my pick for 1980 is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Okay. Based on Stephen King's novel, of course. Uh, I We've both had a lot of horror, it seems like. Yeah. But the 70s were a really big decade for horror. I yeah, feel like the 80s were not like, see as much. It feels like before, uh, before that, we never really, like... Like, in history, horror didn't really, like, start getting its stride until 70s and the 80s. Yeah, I mean, we had bursts. Like, we had the Universal Monsters in the 30s, but then it kind of died down in the 40s, 50s. We got Hitchcock and Night of the Living Dead in the 60s, but the 70s and then into the 80s was really, like, the golden era for horror. And it started in the 70s with these pieces that everything wanted to be in the 80s. Everything wanted to be The Shining or The Exorcist. Or Halloween, everything had to be right. one of those three movies, which it's it just a testament to how great those movies are and how influential they are of the genre. Exactly. 1981, I have a gut feeling we both have the same I, one. I think we do. Uh, I have Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, man. That's, yep. Same here. We we both have, uh, yep, we both have that one. Um, And it's such an awesome film. It such a great adventure movie. Spielberg and Lucas working together, man. Harrison Ford. It is just a classic. Yeah. There, I I challenge anyone to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and not feel something. Yeah. Additionally, I do think uh, we need to take a second and debunk the writers of the Big Bang Theory. If you take Indiana Jones out of the movie, they do not find the Ark. They're digging in the wrong site the entire time. He finds it for yeah. them. They also don't get it back to the museum without him. Yeah. Um, so, for 1982, what do you have? I want you to take a, a slight guess. Hey, wait, is it Blade Runner? It is not. I haven't seen Blade Runner. Oh, okay. That, see, Blade Runner is my runner-up. Okay. Um, it's another one that I I haven't actually watched yet. I know everything about it, but like beyond like special effects, everything. Haven't actually watched it. I don't it know. Is the thing? Oh yeah, John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Another horror defining masterpiece. There. Yep. I um I picked a horror movie too. Um, this one was is definitely very subjective because uh, Blade Runner: The Thing should be number one. I picked Creepshow. Creepshow is the baby of Stephen King and George Romero. It's five short stories in a movie, and each one's different than the last. And they're all creepy. They're funny. It's goofy. The whole movie's told like a comic book. Like in between the story, the pages open, and you see like different panels. So good. Yeah, so I actually good. didn't know George Romero worked on that. 
Yeah, George Romero, uh, he directed it and he wrote half the stories, and Stephen King wrote the other half. Okay. Yeah, it's it's also it's literally their baby. They made it together. They both had this like, it's literally the um the Lucas and Spielberg. They both loved forties adventure serials. Yeah, it's crazy like, to me because like that is two of like the greatest minds of horror like matching <laughs> matching up right there. They yeah they both had a love for fifties like schlocky horror comics. Yeah, and they just got together and they did Creepshow and it's it's awesome. Um, I'm going to say by 1983 real quick, um, and then you can say yours. I couldn't find one for 1983. I, I also struggled with 83, so... Yeah, 83 was rough. I don't know why. The rest of the 80s weren't a big problem for me, but 83 was rough. I put Scarface. I haven't seen it. I just observed that as the best film of that year. There's just nothing else that I could see that even yeah. compared. So for me, I wanted to put Scarface because I do acknowledge that it is a... Uh, a masterpiece of film but I haven't seen it myself either I had to go with the one that I actually have seen and I went with The Outsiders oh I didn't know that was 83 yeah that's a good one that's a good one I should have that's up there yeah it's been a long time since I've seen it I think I was still in middle school maybe 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 like early high school I I didn't watch it when I was in middle school but I was um I was at a different school for something and they were doing the outsiders and it was awesome. I wish we did it. Right. Uh, 84. Right. I this do want to take the... a quick sec oh, and uh, I do want to shout out Jedi Greg and Papa fish for the follow. You guys are both awesome for that. Um, yes. And thank you both. Yes. Uh, we can continue on, but I did want to acknowledge the follows there. Thank you both so much. It means the world. Um, 84 was the hardest year for me to do. I agree entirely. I saw the list for 84, and I scrolled through, and I went, oh, my oh. God. There are so many masterpieces on this list. I'm convinced 84 was just the craziest year in history. You had Reagan Bush. I yeah. mean, you had, like, one of the – arguably one of the best years for film. Yeah. In terms of blockbusters and things like that. I mean, it was three of the biggest franchises ever. Two of them had their first movie this year, and one of them had a sequel. That is Temple of Doom, Terminator, my pick, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is an amazing, spooky comedy. It shouldn't work at all. You got Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd in a horror movie. Kind of horror, kind of comedy. Very goofy, very dry. It had no right to work at all, and now it's like... Again, that theme from Halloween, it's it's one of the most iconic yep. soundtracks. Of like, all I'm time. pretty sure everybody in chat can hear it in their head right now. Even if you've never seen the movie, you're, yep. you're just like humming along to it. You heard it at a Halloween party. Your mom has it as a ringtone. Yep. Heard it. All right. So for 84, uh, I picked one that uh, is every time I've watched it, it's just, I don't know. There's something about it that really draws me in. And I just have an absolute blast watching it every time red dawn oh man red dawn was 84 too what a fucking year. what a year am i right it, it's the year that created pg-13 yeah yep uh gremlins also came out that year yeah also a quick throwback to uh 77 uh the fact that star wars came out and the french were still using the guillotine for execution that's wild to me <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bro, <laughs> didn't, they, didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Um, 
1985. Um, this was a tough one. This is a tough one. You go first, because this one, I'm still not even confident in my I, pick. Mine might be a little bit controversial, but it's a franchise I love, and the first one still like holds a special place in my heart. Uh, I picked Back to the Future. Is it the first one? It is. Is the first one 85? Yep. Uh, that's very fair. That's very fair. Like That's my a movie that kind of defined that year. The three that, like... I was fighting over were like completely fucking different. I had Come and See, which is a Russian World War II movie. That wasn't my pick, but like, it's like one of the grisliest war movies ever made. Martin Scorsese's After Hours is a great wild movie. And the one I have to go with is Return of the Living Dead. I still believe strongly to this day it's the best zombie movie ever made. It is excellent. The zombies are the biggest threat that they've ever been in any movie, you literally can't kill them. You chop them into pieces, you smash their head, the pieces keep... There's yeah. nothing you can do. You're doomed. And I love Return of the Living Dead because it has that horror comedy aspect to it. It just feels like it was just ripped right out of the 80s with that soundtrack. Everything about Return of the Living Dead is just so good. <laughs> we have AFK Gaming and Chat saying, God, I love trash. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay, you've seen Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, Trash, and then Sam saying it's fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, Return yep. of the Living Dead is just... What have you got for 19... For 86, uh, I had to do another comedy. 86 was another hard year for me, um, but scrolling through the listings, I did find one. I was very young when I initially watched it, and uh, thinking back on I have very fond memories. Uh, I have three Amigos. <laughs> that's great that's fuck i forgot to put i should have put caddyshack somewhere on this list <laughs> Making me think of all these great comedies and i was sitting here thinking about dramas yeah. and three amigos yeah i i really do think like end of the day if i throw in a comedy i'm having a good time you know no i i agree with you i should have put caddyshack on there somewhere i i fucking i i vibe with caddyshack um steve martin and martin short just have such great chemistry too yeah even to this day, they're doing that Hulu show, Murders in the Building, or whatever with Selena Gomez. Their chemistry is yeah. just. I also awesome. I absolutely love the. Uh, there's a there's a bit that they do in the movie where they're going through the desert and like, they're out of water except for I think it's uh, I can't remember which one of them, but one of them still has water in their canteen and they're sitting there just they're drinking it, spitting it out, swishing it around their mouth, spitting it out, uh, just pouring some of it out, and they're just staring at him just like dying for a drink of water <laughs> that's awesome um my pick for 86 is another stephen king adaptation this is the third stephen king related thing that i've gotten on this list uh it's stand by me which is very different than a lot of his other work have you ever seen stand by me i have not had the pleasure of seeing stand by me it is it's awesome it's not like a lot of stephen king stuff it's it is one of the best coming-of-age movies I've ever seen. It's basically these four, like, teenagers... Or they're not even teenagers. They're, like, preteens. And they're going through the woods. They find a dead body on the train tracks. They're like, man, if we report this dead body, you will be rich and famous. And their parents are like, where are my kids? And they're just, like, walking through the forest. And then the, this group of, like, older kids is, like, trying to hunt them down. You've heard the song Stand By Me, right? Yeah. For the movie. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love that song. It plays at the end. It's it's such a great movie. It's very, 
It's very sweet. I I, I, uh, I actually tear up hearing Stand By Me, not because of the film Stand By Me, but because of uh, Final Fantasy XV. There's a cover of it at the beginning and during the end credits, and it it hits. And the first time you hear it, you're like, okay. And then you finish the game, and it, it hits again. That's how, that's, how, it's literally, that's a mirror, because it plays at the beginning of Stand By Me. Oh, wow. Okay. And it plays at the end of Stand By Me, and it's, it takes on a completely different meaning. Yeah. That's awesome. Life imitates art, and art imitates art, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> what have you got for 87? 1987. Uh, 87 was another year where there were a couple that, you know, really stood out, but I had to go with Full Metal Jacket. I picked two. Yep. God, what a great movie. The first hour of that movie is unbelievable. Yeah, there's a lot of people that absolutely love to watch that movie. And I've talked to a lot of people that say that they could usually cut it off after, you know, the major, like, plot point. Uh, if you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, when the, when the movie completely switches direction. Yeah, and I can agree with that to an extent. But also, seeing the actual war aspect of the movie is just... Like it's it's a whole different thing. It's very surreal. I see hearing you say that I got I got a rant now because I used to be like that. I was such a huge fan of the first hour, and I I was I hated the second half. I was like, why did he do this? And I was like that for years. And I finally rewatched it um, last year, and then I watched it again this year twice. I've seen it twice this year, <laughs> and all three times I saw it, I was like, that second hour is like. The things that he does. Yeah. Like, the first hour is really, really good, but that second hour, just some of the ways he depicts Vietnam and the casualness of it. Yeah. And, like, oh, man. It's just, it's so realistic. And the ending, man, as soon as Paint It Black hits, you're like, yep, this is a masterpiece. Yep. And uh, Sam did want to point out that she will cry because we did not mention Spaceballs. <laughs> Oh, is Spaceballs 87? Spaceballs is a great parody, but it is Metal a great Jacket parody. is like one of Kubrick's best films. Um, I'm going to say my 88. Okay. I don't know if you have the same thing. 88 was a hard year for me as well, so... 88 was so easy for me. Really? Okay. Yeah, my... um, I'm going to say it. Movie I'm about to say is this director's best movie. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I know he did Batman. That's a giveaway. It's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is one of the best, like, Halloween movies ever. It doesn't matter how old you are. You will love Beetlejuice. Like, you turn it on for, like, an eight-year-old. He's like, this shit's rocking. Like, Beetlejuice comes flying out of there, and he's, like, doing the Kmart thing and yeah. everything. And it, Beetlejuice is such a good time. Tim Burton, like, he is in the zone here. It is awesome. And it's Michael Keaton's best performance of this He's amazing. So, uh, my pick, uh, it was it was a hard choice between Beetlejuice and for me, Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard, the best non Christmas movie to ever Christmas. Yep, not a Christmas movie, but it is set during Christmas, so we don't go want to go into that debate. No, I, Bruce Willis ended yeah, that debate. It's a Bruce Willis movie. That's what he said. It's a yep. fucking Bruce Willis movie. He's yep. right. He's a Bruce. I'd love Die Hard. It, 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 Die Hard um, would have been an honorable mention for me, except I feel like, and I guess it's not fair to hold it against Die Hard, but Die Hard became the blueprint for, like, every single action movie yeah. that Jason Statham ever started. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and other people too, but like, it, Die Hard was the blueprint. But I mean, it that doesn't stop it from being a great, great yeah. action movie. Um, 1989, rough year for me. Rough year to pick. This was one of the hardest years. What I do you have? I can agree with that as well. What do you have? I have the Last Crusade. That was one of my runners up. Yep. Yeah. You, when I was a kid, I watched Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. I didn't like it as much as the other two. I just there was something about it. I just couldn't get into it as much as Temple of Doom or Raiders. And as I'm older. And I kind of understand the relationship more between Indy and other. And I go back and I watch that movie. Oh, this is out of the franchise. It is my favorite. So that's very fair. It, it's always been close between that one and Raiders for me. I still really love Temple of Doom. The new two, they didn't happen. Yeah. Um. We we forgot those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially the ooh, newest one. Um. But yeah, man, Last Crusade. It's it's such a great movie and. There, I, I know how much you love this movie. We've talked about it before, and it's just, it's such a great thing because of the chemistry that not just Indy and his dad have, but that Spielberg and Lucas have. Yeah. Because Spielberg is the heart of every Indiana Jones movie. He does the characters. He does that. Lucas and all of them just focuses on the mythology. He's all about the mythology. He's about the Grail. <laughs> um, Sorry, well, I was reading chat. Funny. Is a great movie. So glad it was the last Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Um, so, ah, it's just, man, they have such great chemistry, and Lucas focusing on the mythology, and Spielberg, like, so basically Lucas is like, this is the Holy Grail, like, this is important, and Spielberg is like, Grail is important, but not as important as a relationship with your father. That is awesome. Yeah. That is such a great, great duology. He redeemed a hydrate, so I'm going to Yeah, hydrate. I did that. Uh, I'll redeem my stretch at the end of the podcast. Don't, don't let me forget. I won't. Um, for me, it was not Last Crusade. That was my runner-up. I had so many for this year, and I cheated. I did cheat. There's two that I highlighted. Okay. Um, one is for a very specific reason. Uh, Harry Met Sally was a runner-up for me. Um, really good romantic comedy. The first one I picked was Batman. Michael Keaton's Batman, another Tim Burton movie. Um, in my opinion, 80, 88, 89, best years for Tim Burton. Beetlejuice and then Batman, back-to-back. -back. Yep. Fantastic. And then Batman Returns right after that, then Mars Attacks. He had a great run there. And then he ruined it with a bunch of remakes in the <laughs> 2010s. But he had a great run in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, and I won't talk too much about Batman, but the other one I picked is Christmas Vacation. This movie means so much to me. I watched it on repeat as a kid. I had the DVD. I remember the whole the scene where he's like cussing out in the living room. I had that memorized and I'd go and recite it to my parents and they'd scream at me. Why are you saying that? I had the whole scene memorized. It's so good. Such a great Christmas movie because everybody watches it and you're like, man, those are Griswolds. Man, what a bunch of lunatics. And then you're like looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, we're kind of like that around Christmas too. Like it's not the perfect family. Like that's not how families are. Families yeah. have flaws. They have crazy shit that happens. A squirrel gets in the tree every once in a while, you know, like it's, it's such a feel good movie. I love every year around Christmas. I have to watch it. It is one of my favorite Christmas movies. 
1990. I imagine you have the steelbook for Christmas Vacation as well. I do. <laughs> I do. I have the four. I have three copies of it. I have the Blu-ray now. I have the steelbook, and I have 4K. Oh wow! <laughs> right, I so guarantee you, we have the same for 1990. Very likely. Uh, it's it's not it's not Goodfellas. No, it's Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, Goodfellas is. Oh my God! It's it's Martin Scorsese. It, it's hard to say it, but it this is objectively. I'm getting them right now. Objectively, Goodfellas is his magnum opus. Goodfellas started so much. Yeah. Good Goodfellas is a reason Scorsese is this superstar director. I mean, Goodfellas is such a great portrait of mob life. There's a reason it, it's, it's been incredible. parried so many times. Yeah, even even something as great as Boogie Nights uses the foundation that Goodfellas set up for like introducing these characters, the tracking shots where you go yep. through and you're like, that's Tony, that's Andy. Like, you know, it's it's awesome. It is the acting, the directing, the writing, the music. God, the music in that movie is just so good. Every time I watch Goodfellas, I feel like I'm in that time. Right. Every time. You're a funny guy. I'm what? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for 1991, what do you have? Uh, 91. That was one I struggled with a little bit too. Uh, but it's a. I went with one that I can like throw on and just kind of have a have a fun time with. I went with Terminator 2. That's a good pick for 91. That is a good pick. I hate James Cameron, but that's a good pick. Yeah, Terminator we don't talk about James Cameron. <laughs> Yeah, it, James it wasn't even his idea. He just directed no, it. No, just directed it. Uh, mine is also a feel-good movie. I could throw it on whenever, you know, and relax. It's Silence of the Lambs. Um, it, I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. I, okay, saw, I, I was going through the list, and I saw it, and uh, I was like, I've heard so much about it, haven't seen it, but I can't, I can't like, put it on the list without having seen it, at least, you know? That's probably why you didn't get that joke. Silence of the Lambs is very intense. The whole movie is very intense. There's a lot of very close-up camera angles. Silence Lambs is just such a great movie. Jodie Foster, um, God, I'm blanking on his name. Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. It's so good. Um, one of my favorite shots in this movie, it, it, this is weird to say, but it kind of puts you in the shoes of what it's like to be a woman filing for like a position, like getting a job. Mm -hmm. Jodie Foster is talking to the FBI director, and the camera is just positioned in such a way that the situation is not tense, but you just feel so tense, like you're in her shoes. And he's just like looking at her, and he's like, "So you want this job? Like, it's awesome. It's such a great movie. It is such a great movie. Uh, everybody." Couple people are quoting uh, Silence of the Lambs in the chat. Yeah. Would you would you do me? I would fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. That's such a good line. Ninety two. I feel like we've got the same one for ninety two. Uh, it's very likely. Uh, it's an introduction for the for this director, writer director. Yep. Reservoir Dogs. Hell yeah, man! Reservoir Dogs. Oh, it's such a great movie. Fuck Harvey Weinstein for trying to get him to cut the ear scene. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm not sure of that I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this. Did we ever find okay. out if he did the uh the script for like a a, a screenplay or not a screenplay uh, like an actual like Broadway production? It's been adapted. Okay. Uh, he didn't personally do it, but people have done it on stage. Yeah. 
he is working on like a stage version of I think that and the Hateful Eight to do it on stage. You could do Hateful Eight on stage. Yeah, that one wouldn't be tough at all. And I mean, the, the, the best thing about it is that they're both. Uh... Sorry, they're both like they take place in like one singular setting, so it, it works for that. I I think that's Lincoln that just commented. I don't tip. <laughs> that's awesome. Looking for the cool guy club, is this it? It sure is. Well, welcome to the stream, everybody. Welcome, Lincoln. Uh, first time chatter. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Reservoir Dogs. What a great movie. It's uh, now that he's here, that's one of Lincoln's favorite movies. I know him. I know. Yep. I know Larry too well. That's one of his favorites. That's awesome. one of the ones I have the steelbook for. So, I feel like the next few years, they're gonna be like. 93, what do you got? I guarantee we've got the same one. So, I've actually only seen parts of this movie, but I already know, like, how good it is. And I think we both have the same thing. So... I think so. Schindler's List. Yep. Wow. Wow, man. No historical film has ever been done like this. Just... I when you watch it, you don't even think about how hard it would have been to film this. He rebuilt everything. He made it just, oh my god! I, I it would take me like I we're trying to cut this like keep this short. I could talk for hours about. It. Yeah, Schindler's List is such an important film. I feel like everybody should watch this movie. They should have to. It should be a requirement for uh, in high school. You should have to watch Schindler's List because if you don't remember your past. You will always be doomed to repeat it. It, it. it is. It's not just. It's not just a great movie. It's a great historical piece that it teaches you so much. It's. It's amazing. Schindler's List is so beautiful. The music, the art direction. It's. It's weird to say that about a Holocaust movie that's beautiful, but it is. Every shot of the movie is a work of art. Yeah. Even Spielberg poured his heart and soul into Schindler's List, and it is, it is so good. One of the best movies of all time. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. I see. Uh, so this was. It was actually a little bit hard for me to choose between the two. Uh, oh. Yeah, I had two for this one. Okay. Um, so I had to go with Shawshank, but have Pulp Fiction as number two easily. It's, I respect that wholeheartedly. Both are. Phenomenal movies. I picked Pulp Fiction because I, I could never pick Shawshank. I, I mean, I love Shawshank, but uh, Pulp Fiction is like my favorite movie, so yeah. I couldn't do that. But Shawshank is—that's not underselling Shawshank. Shawshank is a masterpiece. It, it, the chemistry between Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman is so good. Yeah. And Pulp Fiction—it's Pulp Fiction. Like both of these movies, like we don't have to talk about them. Like yeah, everybody they, they speak for themselves, pretty much. Yeah, it's just awesome. Uh, wasn't it almost directed by someone else? Oh, think, Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah, Martin Scorsese almost directed it. Um, it was it was really close. Um, they they traded. Um, Scorsese was going to direct Schindler's List, and Spielberg was going to do Cape Fear. And they traded back. They were like, no, this is my passion project, and that's your passion project. We can't do this. Yeah. Like, and Scorsese was like, I'm gonna die in guy. Like, I can't make a movie like this. Like, that's you. This is your heritage. You have to do this. We have a lot of chatters. Um my boy. 
pulp my top three of all time. I agree. It's such a great, it's such a great movie. Damn, Jimmy, this podcast is some serious <laughs> gourmet shit. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 1995. I showed you this movie. So I'm going to be very disappointed if it isn't your 95. It is my number one. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, I'll just start off with by saying the strangest thing. The strangest thing, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And like that, he's gone. The yep. usual suspects. I think it's fair to call this movie underrated. Not a lot of people talk about the usual suspects. Like it's like, it definitely much, I've like seen it pop other... up on lists, but I've never really talked to anybody about the movie. No, it's kind of underground. And I know Brian Singer's got whatever going on, but like Usual Suspects is such a great movie. And it's one of the best cinematic twists ever. Like ever put to film. It's so good and the and it doesn't feel forced. It feels just right when the twist hits you're like oh man and you feel you feel different at the end it definitely uh, hits different you can't talk about it in fear of spoiling the best twist of all time very true very yeah. true it's such a great twist number 96 i know what your pick is uh, your pick is my runner up okay i do you have rant. two for this one as well oh, okay uh, so stream is my number one for this year however I did have to do an honorable mention for uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, yeah, From Dusk Till Dawn, 96. I didn't have that as my honor. I had Scream as my honorable mention. For me, it was Sling Blade. I love Sling Blade. Sling Blade is also very underrated. It's uh, Billy Bob Thornton. He plays a mentally handicapped man who goes and he, he lives with his family. And he killed his parents when he was younger, and it's kind of like this story of you don't know if he's going to be rehabilitated, you don't know if he's adjusting correctly to society. Such a great movie, but I'm going to let you go off on Scream, because okay. I, I know you and Scream. Yeah, so when it comes to genres that define, or uh, films that define the genre, you have you can't not talk about Scream. It takes everything that, like every stereotype every piece of storytelling like every blueprint from horror and puts it under a microscope and i i'm not going to go so far uh actually i'm going to go so far as to say that it is wes craven's masterpiece his magnum opus i agree i love nightmare on elm street but scream is just such a great satire of the genre and it's crazy be wes craven and redefine horror three times he redefined it with the hills have eyes he redefined it with a nightmare on elm street Four times, because New Nightmare was pretty much yeah. what Scream would become. Yeah. And then he did Scream. I mean, he's just a, he's just a genius through and through. Um, he is an incredible, incredible man. Um, and a couple of, Sling Blade is so good. More people need to see it. Bro, Sling Blade is so good. Sling Blade is just, man. Do you remember, uh, you guys? Yeah, Exorcist, Halloween, Scream. We also had The Shining. And yeah. Ghostbusters, Beetlejuice, a lot of a lot of horror and horror comedies. Um, do you remember Rick's ringtone? You got any biscuits for sale in there? Yeah, that's, that's from Sling, Sling Blade. Blade. Yeah, I yeah, heard you talking Sling about Blade. that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great movie. We also have to talk about his other text tone, which was uh, Blazing Saddles. So, yeah, and the other one where it's like calling himself a Polak or something. I don't remember because he's yeah. Polish. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. I love Rick. Rick's a good guy. Um, 97. I think we have the same movie here. 
I really hope we do. It's Boogie Nights. I really, yes, it's Boogie Nights. Paul Thomas Anderson's best movie, Boogie Nights. God, it's such. Men a in Black was an honorable movie. mention, Dylan. It's 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 an honorable mention. I didn't have I didn't have one for '97. There was a couple that I thought about it, but Boogie Nights blows everything out of the water for '97. Boogie Nights is just man. I could watch that movie a hundred times, and it, I love it every single time. The music, Dirk Diggler. Oh, make it's just so so good. Burt Reynolds, it's uh it's it's such a, such a great movie. I absolutely adore it. It's it's impossible. It's I I I'm like getting out of breath. It's just such a great great movie. We had to put Air Force um, One in there. Can't forget about Air Force One. Air Force One is that the one? Man is hung. Oh, he's talking about Dirk Diggler. Man is hung like a horse. Dirk <laughs> is the man. Um. Air Force One, that's the one with get, Harrison get the hell Ford. off my airplane. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I thought. Uh, um, and, uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, Gary Oldman, yeah. But Boogie Nights, man, what a great cat. You got John C. Riley there, man. You know, people tell me I look like Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Uh, 98, I feel like we have the same one for 98. Uh, 98, I was split. Uh, oh. I was split, oh. so... Okay. Um, my main one was The Big Lebowski. My second, my honorable mention is The Truman Show. Oh, we, I was way off. I had Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, I, for, <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, I had Fear and Loathing. I was going to say, um, my, um, shit, what did you say your second one was? Uh, The Truman Show. Okay. Um, Big Lebowski was my runner up. Uh, man, Fear and Loathing is so good. Yeah, did you pick? So, what was your number one? Was it the Truman Show then? Uh, so, uh, it's Big Lebowski was my number one with uh, Truman Show as the highlight, but I forgot about Fear and Loathing, so that might have to take number one. Dude, Fear and Loathing is the best drug movie ever made. That's a weird title to give it, but it's so true. That movie is such a trip. Uh, I I don't know. Would you say it's Johnny Depp's this performance? I mean, I... Jack Sparrow's up there, but yeah. I, I don't know if I'd say it's his absolute best, but it is definitely very, very good. I'd say, like, top three. Yeah, easily top three. There. He mimics Hunter S. Thompson so well. He, I mean, it's perfect. He, he is the perfect, like, rendition of him. Um, damn it, Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> oh, John's talking. I made John... Dude, I've watched... I've made so many people in this chat and on this podcast watch Fear and Loathing. I made you watch it. I made Sam watch it. I made John watch it. I made Trent watch it. I love Fear and Loathing. Um, 1999. I'm gonna let you go first, because mine's a controversial pick. 99? That we're on? Uh, yeah. Uh, if you know me, you'll, you'll expect this one, but it's The Mummy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Just a, just a really fun action movie, and it kind of takes the same thing, like, the same route as, like, an Indiana Jones movie, but then, like, turns it on its head with all the, uh, the, like, magic and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, The Mummy. That's a, that's a good pick. I didn't, I didn't actually expect that. Yeah. I, well, then again, I forgot it came out in 99. Um, my pick, very controversial, is American Beauty. And I watched American Beauty for the first time about two months ago and after i finished it i had like a complete breakdown i was like oh my god like it reignited my love for film all over again 
um, a lot of people really get that movie twisted uh, because they believe that American Beauty is, you know, it's this this piece of media that you know Kevin Spacey he 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 loves this younger lady, but it's not really a about that it's about finding the beauty and the meaning in your own life we've got a small debate going on in chat here it's over two movies we didn't even mention yep <laughs> um, i love the matrix um i would i would put i would put matrix as my honorable mention actually the matrix is so good i actually we had this uh school project we had to do in sixth grade where we had to pick a famous american and I did uh, what are now the Wachowski sisters at the time when I had the project. I did one of the Wachowski uh, brothers. I love the Matrix. Matrix is one of the first already movies I ever saw that really resonated with me. Yeah, and it's also been parodied to the point where it is now uh, iconic. Yeah. Um, two thousand. What do you got for two thousand? Uh, to no one's surprise, it's American Psycho. Yep. Yeah, me too. I was gonna, I was gonna quote it, but I didn't want you to be like, it's actually like, it's like an Indian film or something. <laughs> like, don't, touch don't touch the watch. Yeah, don't touch the watch. I, I just need to return some videotapes. Um, it's I had two American films back to back: American Beauty and American Psycho. But American Psycho, man, Christian Bale. People on set were like, he's the worst actor I've ever seen, and then American Psycho comes out, and it's like, wow. He did such a good job. Willem Dafoe in that movie too, man. Yeah. It's so good. Both Even Jared fantastic Leto. performances. Jared Leto gives a good performance too. Yeah. Um, 2001. Um, my first animated movie. A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Not no, the right um, here. <laughs> um, it's my first animated movie on this list, I believe. It is Shrek. You went with Shrek? Shrek? Okay. I did. I went with Shrek. Okay. Uh, it's... For me, I've chose one that it's not controversial, but it is definitely like it's a take it or leave it thing. I went with uh, Fellowship of the Ring. So, as more so as uh, like the amount of love that Peter Jackson put into creating that trilogy, let alone like specifically Fellowship, for me personally, I think it's the best one. Um, but. I don't know, just the amount of passion and the amount of, like, practical effects, the way it's shot, everything I just enjoy about it. I, I completely agree with, like, what you're saying as, like, I wish I could enjoy Lord of the Rings more. Yeah. Because I recognize how important it is. It's hard for me to enjoy it. Um, but I, I do recognize how important those things are. Um, 2002. Um, we have the same one. I, I don't like know. One. Really? Y you go ahead first. I got Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, that's an honorable mention for me. Mine was 28 oh, okay. Days Later. Oh, that's fair. That's a good pick. But yeah, I had to go with, had to go with uh, Spider-Man. God, that's so good. Um, both are just so good. Uh, that's a really tough one. Yeah. Spider-Man for me is just one of the first, like, great marvel superhero movies you know i think it's one of the the greatest for like it, it's one of the ones that really started superhero movies being taken like as a serious genre uh great pick are you talking about spider-man 
or um, 28 days later 28 days later i have a feeling he means spider-man because it's lincoln i mean they're both great picks i mean let's be real they are they definitely are 28 days later man awesome Raimi is the goat yeah Yeah. (laughs) i agree i agree uh 2004 we're gonna get there 2004 is a hard year for me yeah we're on Um, 03 though first so 03 had to give it to kill bill uh i had an honorable mention at least so i had kill bill as well honorable mention was curse of the black pearl curse of the black pearl that's a good one um i I will say like uh as far as like uh curse of the black pearl goes like or pirates of the caribbean like as a whole but curse of the black pearl is in my honest opinion objectively a perfect film like in terms of its storytelling First, the Black Pearl is really good. Um, my favorite's At World's End. I adore At World's End. Okay. I didn't put it on the list, um, but I love At World's End. But Curse of the Black Pearl is such a great movie. <laughs> um, 2004. This was a really, really, really difficult year. Yeah. And it had to come down to personal, like personal opinion. Um, you want me to go first, or do you want to go? First? Um. I only have two on here, so how many do you have for this year? At World's End is my favorite, too. Yeah, At World's End is just such a great movie. I have four. Mean Girls. <laughs> All four of mine are sequels. Okay. Uh, well, I have two, and they're both sequels. So. I have four, and I'm going to go through the honorable mentions first. I know I saw Maria in the chat. She's going to be upset it's an honorable mention, but it is my favorite Harry Potter movie. It still made the list is an honorable mention it's prisoner of azkaban the first sequel uh spider-man 2 is an honorable mention and shrek 2 is my favorite of that year and kill bill 2 is okay i forgot shrek 2 was the biggest and prisoner of azkaban came out those years uh but i also had spider-man 2 and kill bill volume 2 yeah it, it really came down to that for me and it to me for me personally it came down to kill bill and shrek 2 those were the two big ones that I was like. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban is such a great movie, though. Even if it wasn't a Harry Potter movie, God, that would be such a great magic film. The way that movie handles magic and the world is. Yeah. Absolutely. Spider Man 2, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, all four of those movies, it's so hard to pick from those four, man. Yeah. It's so hard. Um,. Thank God. 2005, I didn't pick one. 2005 was one of my hardest years, and they're all completely different. You go first, because I feel like you got your shit together on 2005. Uh, so, 2005, I actually didn't do any honorable mentions, uh, surprisingly. I, I, There were a lot to choose from, but I was very definitive in this one. Uh, I went with Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, yeah. I was going to guess, yeah. Revenge of the Sith was one of the four. Man, best Star Wars movie. Hands down, Revenge of the Sith is excellent. Excellent. Great sci-fi movie. Man, it's just a... It's such a great movie. First Star Wars movie I ever saw as well. Uh, mine, I I guess I'll have to pick one after I read them off. I will pick one. Promise. But I didn't highlight one because they're all just so close together for me. And they're all so different and beautiful in their own way. Uh, Revenge of the Sith... Peter Jackson's King Kong, Brokeback Mountain, and The Devil's Rejects. And it just came down to those four for me. It was just 
man, it was so it was so hard. I'm gonna go with Revenge of the Sith as well. But man, that is a very difficult choice to make. Yeah. Two thousand six. I feel like we have the same one. Yeah, I, I we probably do. <laughs> go ahead and what do a got? quote. Oh, you're putting me on the spot now. I got to think of a quote. Uh do the do the the four TV censorship quote. <laughs> oh, uh, you'd be calling us sloppy. Is that what? It, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like. Yep. You'd be calling us sloppy. It's the Departed. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's no contest in 06 with when you got the Departed. There's no contest. It's every single actor on that film is just phenomenal. Phenomenally acted. Very well written. Just expertly directed it's such a such a great movie and for first best pick uh only um but first one it's an amazing uh 2007 very tough for me between two uh this is actually going to be my first animated movie for for this year oh wow yeah uh Oh my god, this he's already putting it in there. We know John. Transformers, <laughs> Transformers, Transformers. Yeah. Uh so for me, I went with Ratatouille. Oh, that's a good pick. Good pick for a seven. I went with the two I was deciding between are both completely different from Ratatouille. <laughs> it was no country for old men, and there will be blood. And I'm going with there will be blood. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, great, great, great movie. Um, the performances in this movie, Paul Dano especially, uh, it's just, it's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Um, I'm just kidding, that's Transformers. <laughs> um, 2008, I've got a controversial pick for this one. Uh, I don't think mine's necessarily controversial, but it is another comedy. What do you got? Tropic Thunder. Oh, that that's not... I wouldn't say it's controversial. Yeah, I, was, I didn't think it was controversial, but, like, it is one that uh, I feel like there are people that would put, you know, something above that. Yeah, but still, that's a, that's a good pick. I would say it's a great pick. Uh, for me, um, The Dark Knight is an honorable mention, and Burn After Reading is an honorable mention, but my favorite of 2008 is in Bruges. If you haven't seen it yet, I feel like you'd love it. It's Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, same director as Banshees, except this time they're hitmen. It's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> they're they're hitmen who are very bad at their jobs. Yeah. I'm not saying Twilight. <laughs> uh, it might be Twilight. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it might be. 2009. I have a sneaking suspicion okay. we have the same one. I have an honorable mention, but I do think we have the same for the main. Okay, what's your honorable mention? Then Glorious Bastards. That was my main. <laughs> what's that? That was my main. Okay. What What is your main? Oh, that is my main. Sorry. Uh, oh, you said that was yeah, my yeah. honorable mention. I oh, was my like, bad. Oh, you burst I misspoke. My, bubble. my bad. Okay. Uh, my honorable mention is I Love You, Man. Oh, that's a good one. It's um, That's one of the ones that you could just throw on, and it's just such a, just so it's so much fun to just watch. I got to wait. I pause. I got to wait. Okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox came out in 2009. It's Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh. I completely forgot that came out in 2009. 
Inglorious Bastards, second place. Fantastic Mr. Fox, <laughs> first place. I completely forgot. I, I literally, as I was sitting there, it was like 2009. And then I, I went to see it when I was eight on my birthday yeah. in 2009. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll have two animated movies back to back. Because my 2010 is an animated movie as well. Yeah. Uh, so 2010, I, I, there were honorable mentions. I think I forgot to write them down. Um, I see. Yeah, so all I have is the one that I actually ended up picking, which is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I picked Toy Story 3. Okay. I don't have very many animated films, but Toy Story 3 had to make the cut. <laughs> I have never seen Scott Pilgrim vs. Okay. So, if I had, maybe it would probably be up there, but I have not. Right. It's uh, That's the movie that introduced me to Edgar Wright and, like, the way that he directs and shoots film. Uh... It's so unique, and I just I, I I fell in love with it the first time I saw it, and it's something that, uh, you know, it's stuck with me. I need to watch more of his work, but I haven't gotten to just yet. But uh, there's something about just the cinematography of Scott Pilgrim that just sends it for me. Um, sorry, I was responding in the chat. <laughs> um, I love Edgar Wright. Um, 2011 was a tough year for me. I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, 2011 was also a pretty tough year for me. I had to go with Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Okay. Um, my honorable mention for 2011 was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Love that reboot. Uh, in my opinion, it's one of the best like approaches to a reboot ever done. That whole trilogy done so well. The motion capture, Andy Serkis's performance as Caesar great start to the trilogy but i went with super eight the okay only jj abrams movie that i like <laughs> the only <laughs> one it's the only good one i love super eight super eight to me when i watch it it feels like have you seen it uh -huh. it it literally is the whole idea of making a movie and what it's like to be a kid want to make movies that's that's what super eight's about except there's aliens but it's really really good Okay. It is, it is awesome. 2012. I feel like we probably have the same one on here. There is no way in hell we don't. Yeah, I do have an honorable mention, so I'll do that one first for realsies Go this ahead. time. Uh, End of Watch is an honorable mention. Uh, just an absolutely, like, I don't know, there's something about watching that movie that is just... Uh, Oh, uh, we got a, a, a Prime subscription from Papa Fish. Appreciate that very much. Awesome. Um, Thank you. But uh, End of Watch is it's such a great story just about like two best friends and with an absolutely just gut punch of an ending. I have not seen it, but I've heard really good things. Jake Gyllenhaal's in that, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he is. I've heard I've heard good things. Should have picked Transformers one for two thousand seven and two for two thousand. Don't worry, <laughs> our actual our twenty twelve that we're both talking about is Dark of the Moon. <laughs> um, so um, I'm just gonna quote. I'm gonna quote the movie that I know we both have. Okay. That's the big house. Big Daddy call it that because he's big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Django. It is Django Unchained. God, what a great, great movie. Yeah. It is so rewatchable. It's not my favorite Tarantino movie, but I would argue it's his most rewatchable. 
Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. Like, uh, so I'm pretty sure everybody in existence that's ever been on a plane and has flown multiple times has their airplane movie. Django Unchained is my airplane movie. I will watch very that. If I have to fly, that's the movie I'm putting on. Very, very, very good pick. Uh, Django is just so good, man. It is, God, so rewatchable. For 2013, I have two. And for 2013 and 2014, both years, I have two. I'm not changing it. I can't pick one. Okay. Sorry. Those are the only two years that I couldn't. Um, 2013, I have Wolf of Wall Street and okay. the Dallas Buyers Club. I also had Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yeah, John John's Airplane Movies Whiplash, which, spoiler alert, is one of my 2014 ones. That um, uh, That is my 2014 one, so we're okay, going to do 2013 and 2014 at the same time. Yeah, we might, I mean, yeah, that's, John led us into it. This is John's fault. Um, Dallas Buyers Club is one of the best Matthew McConaughey movies. Um, I feel like everybody knows a, a bit about Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Dallas Buyers Club is a true story about this guy in the 80s. He contracts HIV and the, the drugs that he needs to, to treat, um, DHIV are just so expensive. Um, the the pharmaceutical industry is just uh, oh, I'm in trouble. Um, the pharmaceutical industry is just um, eating people alive, and Matthew McConaughey starts sneaking drugs over the border, and he starts um, selling them to people who have HIV and AIDS, treat the disease. Okay. I had I every time I've seen this movie, I cry like a baby and i will say it it is jared leto's best performance it is the only performance that i could see no other actor ever doing he plays a transgender woman who is um with mcconaughey in the movie like helps him out and matthew mcconaughey is like he's not gay he's very homophobic and as he starts selling these drugs these communities he, he kind of lessens lessens that aspect about him and he becomes more open and it's just such a tearjerker. Being told man. to sit up again, goddammit. It's it's such it's such a tearjerker. It's so upsetting. I mean, it's a movie about like selling AIDS medication to AIDS yeah. patients. It's it's gonna be really sad. And Wolf of Wall Street, George Belford, baby. I saw Lincoln in the chat. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, baby. I am in big trouble. Uh, there are multiple people in the chat yelling at me about Interstellar. Um, uh, Interstellar, I, I, I will put as an honorable mention for myself. I haven't gotten to finish it. I need to. But what I did watch, I enjoyed. Uh, my 2014, we already said both of ours is Whiplash, but mine is a dead tie between Whiplash and Gone Girl. You ever watch Gone Girl? Don't watch it with a romantic partner. <laughs> Never do that. It is the worst thing that you could do. If Lincoln's still in the chat, he will verify that. He's seen Gone Girl twice. He knows. Did Never he make watch that mistake? With... No. You okay, just... well, thank God. <laughs> the, the movie is kind of about um, this girl disappears and Ben Affleck is the husband and he's kind of like blamed for it. And it's... I won't say anymore because I don't want to spoil anything but um, it... Man, it... Watching it with a significant other is just just rewatch this. Not yet. Wait, what do you mean not yet? I think he means he hasn't watched it with a romantic partner just yet. Oh, not yet. I wouldn't <laughs> do that. 
it, it is Ben Affleck's best role. I agree with you. Ben Affleck is amazing in that movie. And uh, um, Lincoln, help me out. Who plays his wife? She is absolutely incredible in the movie, too. Uh, Tyler Perry is in it, in a dramatic role. I'm pretty sure I've seen him dressed as a woman more than I've seen him dressed as a, as a man, so... Well, no, no, no. Tyler Perry isn't the wife. Tyler Perry isn't the wife. He plays his lawyer. He plays his lawyer. That is not no. Um, man, what's a romantic partner? Rosamund. Yes, yes, Rosamund. She's great. Um, twenty fifteen. What do you got? Twenty fifteen. I had Mad Max Fury Road. That would be my twenty fifteen. If I have seen it, which I have not, but it would be because my 20, I know my 2015, I love my 2015 pick. I know it is not Mad Max. Um, my 2015 pick is the hateful eight. Okay. That's an honorable mention for sure. Yeah. I, man, the hateful eight, such a great movie. If yeah. I had, I need to watch Mad Max. I need to just like grow up and watch it. I need to just do it. Everybody's been telling me I need to watch Mad Max. I know. I yeah. Um, what do you got for your 2016? We're getting down to the last seven years. Hacksaw Ridge. Haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to go into it too much. I do want to mention that uh, as far as like a war movie goes, phenomenal. It is so good. Uh, it has a it has parts in the in the in it that will bring me to tears every single time as well as um because it is based on a true story they have like live uh or not live but they have like documentary interviews with the people that were there at the after the movies ended like in, during the credits and it is just it's a tearjerker every time yeah i i really need to see it my 2016 pick is a bit of a niche one uh, it was when I would say the company A24 really blew up onto the scene. Yeah. And that was with Moonlight, the controversial winner of that year's Oscars because it beat La La Land. I love Moonlight. Moonlight is the story of this uh, boy, and it's told through three chapters of his life and the three nicknames that he has. And, um, uh, this uh, this boy has to struggle in both departments while he's growing up in the 90s and in the early 2000s. He is in a very bad part of the hood. Um, he has to grow up being black in a place where that's not very accepted and being gay. So not being accepted by his uh, the, the people that are there, that they're supposed to be there for him because he's different in both ways. And it's it is such a beautiful movie. I think it's Mahershala Ali's best performance. It is such a great, great movie. It it is so beautifully shot. There's this shot in the movie, and I'm like, get, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Mahershala Ali is like holding him when he's a kid. He's like swaying him in the water, and the camera is like in the water, like bobbing up and down, like the kid would be. Oh, it's so good. Um. I know, I know, I know you wanted me to pick La La Land. I know, I know what that crying emoji means. You know I love La La Land. You know I do, but it's Moonlight. Um, my 2017, I'll let you go first, because I guarantee you Lincoln will be able to guess my favorite film that came okay. out. Okay, 
uh, for 2017, I'm just going to use a quote to introduce it, and then on, you know, you'll you'll decipher it by then. Uh, just <laughs> kill. Uh, oh God, his name just slipped out of my mind. It's gone. The quote's gone. It's you gone. The it quote was quickly? there. It was there. It's gone now. Uh, damn, that is that's really <laughs> unfortunate. Anyway, it's is Kingsman it and Golden Circle. Oh, it's oh was oh yeah wow so yeah. wow okay okay so now I've got a question yeah you prefer the Golden Circle to the Secret Service? I do not. I do like okay. Secret Service more, but the Golden Circle is very good. I do see a lot of the like complaints where people are like it changes so much, but I don't mind it. I I was trying to wait for Lincoln to guess my. By 2017, before I said it, but I, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's gonna be able to. Um, also, with the Golden Circle, what did you have for 20? You had Whiplash, so that's why the Secret yeah. Service wasn't here. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yep, Lincoln got it. Uh, my 2017 pick is Call Me by Your Name. My favorite romance movie of all time. Such a beautiful, beautiful movie. I. I have never seen a movie where the connection between two people works so well as it does in that movie. And it's, you can feel everything. The way that Luca Guananingo shot the movie, when people eat a peach, like you can taste it. It's weird to say that about a movie, but like it's just the audio, the visuals, it's all so crisp when they're walking like by this, like, um, you know how you like walk by a lake late at night, and you know that lake smell you get. He yeah. filmed it. You can you can feel that. You can feel that. It is just man, it's such such a beautiful movie. Um, if you don't say what I think you'll say, 2018. I'm gonna rage. Uh, I had 2018 was. I will say that. I'll let you go first. We're on 2018. <laughs> yes. Uh. It is Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. I forgot that came out. Yeah. Uh, I, like, so just like both of the, both of those movies, uh, are just phenomenal to me, but as an introduction to the, like, I mean, it's a concept that's already been done, um, like in other Spider-Man like media, like we had the original nineties cartoon was the first one to do it. Then we had um, we had the video game uh, Spider-Man: Shared Dimensions. It's it's been done before, but finally having a on-screen way that everybody can see it. Uh, it's a fantastic introduction to this concept and introduces so many interesting like characters that um, people may not have known about from the comics. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse is such an Im impressive feat of animation. I yeah. completely agree with you. I wish it was one of my honorable mentions or my pick, but it isn't. Um, my 2018, the three I had are three of my favorite movies of all time. So it's it, this was very hard for me. It was like choosing kids. Uh, same with 2019. Those two years were really hard. Um, my honorable mentions are Mission Impossible Fallout and Bad Times at the El Royale. Which I forgot Bad Times at the Royale came out that year, and it would have been on an honorable mention. <laughs> My number one is controversial, but it is my second favorite comic book movie 
of all time. And it is the only MCU movie I put on this list. It's Avengers Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War juggled so many different groups of characters so well. The villain is amazing. It's, oh, it's so good. That's a weird way. I, no, she's right. It's eighth grade. Man, she just, like, put paddles on my chest and, like, shocked me out of, like... For 2019 yeah, no, eight, or... For 2018. 2018 I forgot. Okay. I thought 8th grade was 20... I have it on my 2019 list. Is it 2018? Oh, it's 2018. I was wrong. Oh. Yeah, it's Bo Burnham's 8th grade. Oh, my God. I completely forgot that came out that year. Wow. She actually saved me there. Well, not huh. really, because... I would still probably pick Infinity War, actually, thinking about it. But 8th grade's a good second. 8th grade is... And 2018's such a strong year. Yeah. Uh, I, do you want to go for 2019? Uh, 2019... Um, I didn't have too many for 2019, to be completely honest. Because I, I went through lists, and I didn't see many that I've actually seen. So I just went with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I had five. You have five? Okay. Okay. I had five. Yeah. Um, and I picked two. Um, so my honorable mentions are The Irishman and The Lighthouse. Um, I'm surprised you didn't have The Lighthouse as your honorable oh, mention. Oh, yeah. I forgot that, too. Um, uh, and I haven't seen um, The Irishman just yet. I have it on my list. I'm supposed to watch it with Garrett at some point. I need to, but yeah, we'll but get Especially there. before that Scorsese podcast yeah. we'll have it in November. Wink, yeah. Wink. I have like four Scorsese movies that are on that list that I have, like Garrett and I made this list. I have to watch this with him. It has a casino on it. Uh, it has uh, The Irishman. There was something else. Um, there, there were like two others, I think, but I have to get through those before, before we get to that podcast. Is After Hours on that list? It is not. I haven't you watch seen that after yet. you watch after hours with me. Okay. We watch after hours. <laughs> uh, after hours is so good. If Lincoln's here, I know he loves after hours too. Um the two that I have tied are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. It would be a crime against God if I put any above Parasite, so I have to call it a tie. Because my personal preference and what's right are like completely clashing there yeah um both are just so good you gotta watch yeah you got there's two you gotta watch after hours <laughs> yeah john parasite is so good uh 2020 was a year where i couldn't really find anything i i bet you we both had the same one very likely uh 2020 was just a dry year because everybody knows everybody was um at home struggling with yeah they all had a case of uh like uh the gout was it, was <laughs> something it gout? like that. So uh, long ago, I lost I lost my left toe. So, yeah, me too. That was a, there's a terrible year for gout. Yeah. Um, you have an honorable mention for 2020. I do not. Okay, I do. Lincoln's here. He knows Rachel Senate. It's uh, Shiva Baby. Okay, Shiva Baby's a great movie. You can say what is our number one for. I mentioned it in our introductory episode, episode one. In it. Uh, the other night, even I was watching a video, and um, it had some. You know those like those dumbass plastic tubes 
you like stretch mm-hmm. them out and it makes it i heard so, like i heard somebody like stretch one of those and like they ran their finger across it sounded like one of the musical pieces from tenant and i was like i'm being thrown back <laughs> it was <laughs> there was something about the score in that movie where it sounds like it uses a lot of like very different ways of producing music it doesn't use traditional instruments in a lot of ways and i really love that as well as like just the overarching uh arching story yeah tenet is just it was a it was a great welcome back to the movies yeah i mean it really was it, it came out at a perfect time chris nolan perfect time for him to release that uh, Damn, such a good movie. Yeah, plus the acting is phenomenal. It might be my favorite role for uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I I would probably say mine is either probably The Lighthouse, but no, it's up there for me. I love Neil. Yeah. I love Neil. Um, Chow, do you want to start 2021? 2021. Uh, I didn't have any, any honorable mentions. Oh. Um, yeah, I it's, oh, well, you, yeah, right. It's it's a bit surprising, but I didn't watch too many movies that year, I don't think. That was when I started going further back into watching older movies. Um but uh this one I'll introduce with another quote. This one I can at least remember. Rats are the lowliest of all creatures. If they have purpose, so do we all. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> like you're actually gonna make me cry. Um man. Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm gonna have to put that as my number one. I don't have one highlighted here because the ones that I picked were just I wasn't sure yet. I'll I'll say my honorable mentions in a second, but Suicide Squad is just Jordan's popping a, off with nobody in chat real quick. Uh I do want to acknowledge that that is an honorable mention that I forgot to list. I see. John, my Dune, my Arrakis. <laughs> yeah, Dune is my honorable mention for twenty twenty one. I also have licorice pizza. As my honor, I mentioned for 2021, another Paul Thomas Anderson movie, really, really good. That's see with Lincoln, great movie, great coming of age story. Suicide Squad is just, I would say, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not. This is just personal opinion. I'd say it's the greatest comic book film. It might be. Uh, I have seen that movie at least six times now, maybe seven. <laughs> It's so rewatchable. Yeah. It, and it's so much fun. All the characters are likable. Yeah. And it's, if you uh if you've seen the movie and you didn't watch Peacemaker, get on it. I need to get on it. I only got halfway through it. I need to finish it. Um 2022. All right. I will say for 2022, I do have four listings. I have six. Okay. Uh, you go ahead first, and I'll just jump in if you have anything. Okay. Yeah, I've got six. 2022 was just the first year that I really, really... I'd always been into movies. 2022, I was just like... It was the first year I really, really started exploring and seeing a lot of different things. So 2022, and especially 2023 now, with what I've seen this year, I've just seen so much in comparison years past where i would just see you know what was popular and things like that uh, i will preface that um so i will just go through my honorable mentions first the batman that's on there for me honorable mention or your pick honorable mention x nope everything everywhere all at once that's on there as an honorable mention as well bodies 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 <laughs> 
Those are my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, so we already had the Batman and everything every, uh, everywhere all at once, which everything everywhere all at once really struggled for first place for me. But my third is Bullet Train. Just an absolutely fun movie. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, it's just so much fun to, like, sit down and watch. You'll laugh your ass off the entire time. Uh, and then we both have the same number one, I'm assuming. We definitely do. I, I just want to throw this out there before we, we say it. I would have 100% put Bullet Train as an honorable mention if I didn't already have six. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> also, Bodies, 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 really underrated. Most underrated one that I said. Please watch it. It's so good. Um, Lincoln knows what's coming. Yep. I think everybody knows what's coming. Yeah. The Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, man. Just what a, a great, great film. Just a phenomenal movie. I need to watch it again, uh, like I mentioned before, because, like, it, as you've mentioned, it, like, it, it creeps up on you. Like, the first time, it's like, the music's great. There's like this kind of hint at comedy that you're like, that's that's like bizarre but funny, but then like as you rewatch, you like it, it comes back more and more. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, everybody's banshee soundtrack. The theme played in my head. Um, <laughs> I I actually, it's funny you say that because I think we could have got away with like a five second blurb. My server's no longer boosted. I went in, I was going to click the one that says is Mike watching Banshees again, and I was going <laughs> to let the five second thing play out. But it's not boosted, so I don't have that one. Yeah. Um, I'm moving to a new house and out from under my rock. I need to watch <laughs> it again, too. Mike made me watch it. <laughs> I was half asleep. I did. I did. I watched Banshees like five times in the span of like three weeks. And I watched it the first time by myself at like eight o'clock in the morning on a Monday. And I watched it, I was like, really good. The next night, it was like one in the morning. I just popped the disc in. And Sam was just like, I'm, I'm going to bed. I was like, mm, like a gorilla. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we watched Neuron this. activation. <laughs> and, yeah, I was like, ooh. And then uh, I watched it with, with Lincoln. I watched it with John. Uh, I watched it with the other John. I've watched it with you. I love the Banshees of Inishir. And it, yep. it is such a great, great. Um, I have two for 2023. Do you have any for 2023? I also have two for 2023. Okay. Um, you haven't seen either of mine. You go first. Okay. So my honorable mention is John Wick Chapter 4. Yeah. And then my actual pick is Across the Spider-Verse. I, that's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. Um, my two... Um, I haven't picked one yet, um, because I don't know if I can. I need to see them both again, even though one of them I've already seen three or four times. Um, my two are Oppenheimer and Bo is Afraid. And it is very hard to pick between, yeah, Oppenheimer and Lil. Yeah, Oppenheimer and Bo is Afraid. It is, it is, uh, how is Spider-Man No Way Home not? I miss it. Um, no Way Home was not on here. There's actually uh, out of the two of us, I was the only one that put an MCU film, and I put. In yeah, it. I I thought about putting one on there, but I couldn't find one that I truly felt um, really like broke through for me. Uh, there were definitely like some ones that I was like, I really enjoy that one, but it just doesn't scrape out at the end, you know. 
No, I completely um the only reason I put Infinity War was just how awesome of a comic book movie is they're both so good. Yeah, Sam's seen both Oppenheimer and Bo. John says my favorite is Bo. You really gotta see Bo is afraid, Keegan. It I is need to see favorite. both of them. Uh they're they're yeah, both like I need to watch them both. Bo is afraid is hands down Joaquin Phoenix's best movie. I Joker's good, but I mean it's nothing compared to Bo is Afraid. Yeah. It's such a bizarre bizarre weird little movie uh, made by little weirdo Ari Aster um this is a threat <laughs> I'm being threatened by chat okay so yeah that kind of about wraps it up We're right almost right at an hour and a half yep um I'm gonna throw in an honorable mention for Mike because he doesn't know it yet but this isn't just a movie we got to put Death Stranding in here. You've been you've been on it. Oh my God! Yeah, we're, Death Stranding podcast is probably coming. Yeah, we'll we'll probably Death be Stranding. doing a Death Stranding podcast. So we got a question in the chat. What are you excited for next year? Like twenty twenty four? Um, I gotta look up a thing real quick. I'll answer that. Are you okay with answering that, Keegan? I don't have anything we're that I can think of for twenty twenty four just yet. Movie wise, no. Okay. Um, with the writer's strike, I am a little... You know there's a Lord of the Rings movie coming out? Did you know? There's a what? Lord of the Rings movie. Coming out. No, I no. didn't. There is. If it's, it's anything like Rings of Power, that's concerning. Yeah. Um, 2024, um, so, I would say Beetlejuice 2. I'm just a little bit nervous because he's putting the girl from Wednesday in it. Um. Jenna Ortega? That, yeah, Jenna Ortega, and that... I don't know. Beetlejuice was my 88 pick. I love Beetlejuice. I am optimistic for it. I'm not excited. I'm optimistic. Yeah. But for 2024, for movies, um, I'm going to have to say Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um, because that, that whole run of the new Planet of the Apes movies, they're all incredible. I haven't seen Dead Reckoning Part 2 yet. Or Part 1, sorry. I'm excited for Part 2. I need to see Part 1. I Missed it in the theater. I really need to see it. Yeah. Um, Borderlands is coming out next year. I'm not excited for that, but I'm yeah, excited. yeah. There's um, a new Alien coming out next year. Okay. I am optimistic for the new Transformers movie coming out. Next year. Transformers One. Um, it's got John Hamm, Lawrence Fishburne, Keegan Michael Key, Scarlett Johansson, and Chris Hemsworth. Um. And I think that's about all I'm excited for, honestly. I mean, there's some 824 stuff that's kind of uh, niche that I'm excited for that yeah. I don't want to, like, spend too much time. Th Deadpool 3, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything that you're excited for at all, Keith? Not that I can think of. Not for uh, movies or anything like that off the top of my head. Um, I will put out there real quick. We don't know when it's going to happen, but Keanu Reeves is confirmed for Death Stranding 2. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You don't have to do me like that. What is this? You do not have to do me like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I may have let some tears fly. During, during some uh, Transformers, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, got me a little bit. There's a sequel to Passion of the Christ coming out next year. I just had to mention that. Okay. I don't know why. I just uh, saw it on this list, and I was like, Okay, so yeah. um, our next podcast that we're going to be doing um, next 
Wednesday, right? Not this Wednesday, uh, or is it this Wednesday? Not this Wednesday. The one following, um, yes, so yes, two weeks, weeks from now. Well, kind of two weeks. Not it's a, really it's a week weeks, but... and three days. Yeah. So that's confusing. Ten days. It's fine. Ten days. There you go. Thank you. In ten days, we're going to be covering the second half of Attack on Titan Season 1, maybe a little bit of Season 2. We'll we're see how far yet. we get. And um, before we end this stream, I got to fuck Keegan over real quick. Um, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you haven't noticed it yet. What? I redeemed some points. Ah, I see. <laughs> okay. All right. You've you've chosen to pick a game for a future stream. Yeah. Yeah. I'm first one to redeem it. Haven't picked a game yet. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to do that before we ended the stream. All right. Um. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, yeah. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. Um, yes. We are trying to be a little bit more interactive with chat. Uh, the past couple, we've been a little bit more... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll pick out a few things here and there, but I do like, you know, seeing what you guys are saying as, long, like, as well as, like, when you agree with us or if you want to share an opinion, we can definitely pull that in, you know, have, have a comment and chat about that. Yeah, I mean, you guys are amazing. Um, this podcast is so fun to do. I enjoy myself every single time we do it. It is so much fun. Yeah, this and was chat's over here just making me crack up. You're having, you're talking, I'm learning chat, and I'm just trying not to laugh too hard. <laughs> yeah, same here. Oh, same here. I completely agree. Um, it's just, man, it's awesome. We're we're very lucky uh, to be able to have a chat like you guys and to be able to do this uh, show for you guys. It's awesome. And another quick thank you to uh, Papa Fish for the Prime and the follow. That is awesome. Uh, that is just, you know, couldn't be more thankful, really. Yes, thank you to all of the um, all of the new followers, all the new chatters. Thank you guys for stopping in. All right, all right, we Mr. are Toast. going to see you guys uh, two Wednesdays from now. Yes. <laughs> 10 days yep 10 days set your calendars synchronize your watches uh but we will see you guys in the next one you guys all have a great night and take care